Hello everyone, thank you for downloading this week's episode of Season 2 of the What The Fart Led Podcast. Every week, Rob and I are going to bring you some inspirational stories from our amazing running community, along with some loosely running themed banter from us. Loose is definitely the right word, Matt. Before we get started, though, if you guys enjoy the show today, there are a few ways that you can support us. Firstly, where it is you get your podcast, please subscribe. And if you are listening through Apple Podcasts, then do leave us a review and a rating. This goes a long way to making our show more visible to people who might enjoy it. Yeah, we're also really active on social media, so you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or contact us directly through our dedicated email address. All the info's in our bio. Give us a follow, share with your friends, and come and have a chat with us. If this is the first time that you're listening, we've got a back catalogue of shows available, including the entirety of Series 1. Free to listen to at your leisure. Some great episodes in there that we are really, really proud of. So please do go on and check them out. Let us know what you think. Yeah, and lastly, 2021 is a big year for my co-host as he embarks on his journey with his oldest pal, Graham, to run the Berlin Marathon, all in support of Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, We'll be taking on some wacky challenges throughout the year to support him, so keep your eyes peeled and ears pricked for that. Join in and get involved where you can. Most importantly, if you can spare some change, then head over to our Just Giving page. The link is in our social media and in our bio. Any donations you give will be gratefully received. How was that, mate? Perfect, pal. Should we get on with the show? Let's do it. Are you a lawyer, groupie, and are you enjoy your run? Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of the run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Jordy. Welcome to the What the Fart Like podcast. Rummy. Oh, Mike, welcome to the What the Fart Like podcast. Scouse. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Welcome to the What the Fart Like podcast, like. I see. Oh, that was rubbish. I'm, I'm from there. I don't <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 2, Episode 4 of the What The Farlet Podcast. My name's Rob, and this little impressionado next to me is called... Matt, I'm Matthew. Yes, hello. How we doing, mate? You all right? Southern, but we've got Jack here to do that, haven't we? Oh, yeah, Jack, do Southern. Uh, welcome to the What The Farlet Podcast. I hope you have a good laugh along the way. Thank you. <laughs> that sounded like a PA announcement, that, didn't it? I was going to say, I thought he was going to tell me what the next... On the train was. No, it's because um, I'm posh. Yes, you are posh. Go back on mute. Uh, how is everybody? I hope you're all okay out there in podcast land. Uh, got another great show for you today, I think. Matt, what's what's coming up? Yes, we've got a good show again. Uh, we've got all the usual stupid stuff, uh, along with a uh, Rich Hayes interview. Uh, he's come through adversity in his childhood life, uh, battling demons, and he's come a super fast runner. Uh, we've got the... This dad, run, this dad Runs, hat winner announcement to come up as well. Uh, make Matt run, uh, including the ever-famous, ever-growing famous, Statman John. Ugh, star of the show, isn't he? Yeah, and then a few thank yous and stuff at the end, and that's about it. Oh, that sounds like a good one to me. Before we get started, oh, my brother, how was your week? It's been all right. I've, I've not really done much. I, I managed to bag about just, just under 20 miles last week for the uh, Make Matt Run Challenge, but I've been out today with uh, one of the uh, Mate Matt Run uh, team members, Jordan Moore. 
Yes, um, tell, tell us about Jordan because Jordan's having a storm in January, isn't he? It might might work well worth a plug, I think, of what's yeah. on the planet. He is, yeah, he's uh, basically doing Red January as many people are doing this month and the idiot <laughs> decided to run uh, a minimum of 10 miles a day uh, throughout January so 31 days at 10 miles a day and he's, he's absolutely smashing it but he's also doing it for a local charity uh, close to us Bluebell Woods yes. um, so he's trying to raise three, oh, £350 I think just for that so I think I think uh, anybody that wants to uh, wants to go and donate I'm sure we'll put it in his, uh, in his notes and stuff so yeah great stuff Jordan yeah, amazing, isn't it? So three hundred, so three hundred and, so that's three hundred and ten miles over the course of January, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely incredible! What a guy. Close, close friend of the show is Jordan. So yeah, please do go and donate if you can. And Bluebell Wood is a great charity. I do have a, a Bluebell Wood story. You know, um, yeah. my work do uh, charity mm-hmm. events, charity days at Bluebell Wood. And uh, we went out there. It's an amazing hospice. It's an end-of-life care hospice for children. It's incredible. Yes. Uh, my my work went out there. Very humble. I've been a couple of times. We've done work in the garden, this kind of all, all that kind of stuff um, to kind of help them out. They don't get a lot of government funding. Um, mm. However, <laughs> what we did uh, was we were putting a gazebo up one year for a um, uh, for uh, an event they were having that weekend. Right. And there were no instructions. It was a twenty-foot gazebo. <laughs> And uh, there was three of us putting this gazebo together, and we didn't know what we were doing. Duct tape. <laughs> um, uh, it was awful. And we thought, we got to the end of the day, we put it all together, and we um, we realised that it wasn't pegged into the ground. There weren't any pegs. Yeah. So, we, uh, so, <laughs> so we got some guide rope, and we, there was a fence next to it, so we tied it to the fence. That was the right. plan. It can't blow away then, can it? Yeah. Um, we got off this on a Friday. We got a phone call on Monday morning from the charity because uh, it, it, they'd got in on the Saturday morning. Been really strong winds the night before, and they just found this twenty-foot gazebo flying like a kite in the wind, <laughs> tethered to um, uh, really? tethered to the fence. Yeah, not my finest <laughs> moment. I think, we, I, think, I think I think we made a pretty big donation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have done after that. Yeah. Did did you were there no instructions or did you just do the guy thing where you think, well, I don't need them, throw them away? No, I'm pretty sure the word is maybe I don't know. It was it was quite a few years ago now, but yeah. Either way, we uh, we, we ruined this charity's gazebo and had to buy him a new one because we're yeah. awful people. But the the thought was there. Uh, we meant well. So this is even more of a reason. Fix my errors, guys. Give Jordan some money. And, um, and uh, give to a, what is, joking aside, an incredible cause. Uh, you know, end-of-life care for children is it's such a difficult subject to broach and what those guys do to make yeah. those kids' lives as happy as possible and their families' lives as easy as possible in, mm. in adversity. It's incredible. Well, so get get over and check out Bluebell. What I give every month through direct debit. It's a really great oh, cause, nice. especially if you're local to South Yorkshire. It is. Um, anything else? What else have you been up to this week, mate? No, just like I said, just, just that, just that run. Um, that 11 mile with Jordan. That's about it. So how about you? How have you gone on? Um, it's been all right. I've, I've, I've run on my own quite a lot this week, which mm. It's probably a little bit different to everything that we've we've sort of talked about, you know, all the great things about running with friends and and being sociable during lockdown. But I've just been a little bit, I don't know, just wanted to get 
in my own head a little bit and just yeah. just run out. I've not really been enjoying running so much. So I've, I've been doing a lot of like run walking. So like getting a couple of miles in and just thinking, oh, I just fancy a walk. And as much as I know that nobody would mind, I just feel a bit like I'm ruining other people's runs if I'm doing that. So I quite like the idea of just going out on my own and not putting any pressure on myself. That's a good, so good way I, of going uh, about things, yeah. Why not? Why yeah, not? Definitely. Sometimes so we all I, need that time to ourselves, don't we? Just to, uh, yeah, just to get on with yeah. it and have his own thoughts and own uh, opinions in his head. Yeah, exactly. So I went out today, and today's Sunday, of course, we're recording, and did a 10K, and it was lovely, and I didn't worry about my watch, and I didn't worry about my time, and I just, just enjoyed it. And yeah, it nice was good. I, I'll tell you what I have done this week, though, that I wanted to mention. Mm. I, I watched a film... Right. Have you ever seen Run Fat Boy Run, the Simon Pegg film? Oh yeah, I'm gonna say, have you ever seen Run Fat Boy Run? Yeah, I've, I've run myself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with this. <laughs> with, running with a video on your facing yeah. forward camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen, seen that it. film. I've seen that film. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I just, I, I thought it'd be uh, maybe it'll be the start of a new segment, Matt. Maybe we'll be doing uh, film club. What the fart like film? <laughs> film reviews. Um, Film reviews, yeah, but I just thought it was an interesting one because I remember watching it before I ran. It came out in the mid noughties, didn't it? Yeah. And I watched cool. it before I ran. And I remember just thinking it was crap, if I'm honest. Yeah. Because I remember thinking it's I was so obsessed with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and you know the Cornetto films, the uh, yes. One of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. And I remember just <laughs> this coming out and being like, Oh, it's Simon Pegg and because Nick Frost wasn't in it and it wasn't that same brand of humour. Just thinking, oh, this is pants, isn't it? But so I've never watched it since, but it's on Amazon Prime, and I went back and I watched it again um, with Sammy yesterday, and it was really, really good. You enjoyed it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot in it that is completely fictitious. Like, there's a bit where yeah. they think they're running a marathon and then they get in front of the elite runners in the first mile, and you're like, that never yeah. happened. Yeah, well, yeah. Take it for but, what it is. but also, you, when you when you watch the London Marathon, you do see that one runner set off with the elites, absolutely pegging it. <laughs> That's yeah, straight. Yeah, just There's always one. I think my my take from that film is obviously I, I think I watched it after I'd run the marathon route that time. The looks it is, is it the London Marathon they do? I don't think they had rights for London Marathon. Yeah. They call it like the Nike Marathon, but it's the yeah. same concept. Yeah. So I, my take from from that was that I watched it. I'm thinking, well, that's not the marathon route. That's not marathon. You don't go that way. You don't... <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got from it. I've We're not watched so it. Judgmental, aren't we as, as runners? We're so judgmental. I'd give it a watch, though, mate. It is it is good fun. It's mm. um, Simon Pegg's great. Is it D- Dylan Moran? Isn't it? I think the uh, um, the uh, side the the uh, the cousin the the kind of the lovable sidekick. Right. I'm not sure. Um, who's, who's very funny in it? Very good. Um, very good comedian. Jack, Jack's and nodding. Jack's nodding. And yeah. Hank Azari is brilliant. Good cast. And I tell you what, Fandy Newton's one of my favourites as well. She's uh, she's lovely, isn't she? I'm just so. about to go. What's her name? <laughs> you don't know who Fandy Newton is? Google Fandy Newton. Sandy. Fandy. T H. This is good for a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, just wait while Matt looks up a woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember you. I know who she is, yeah. She's in, um, what's his name? Westworld. She's in Westworld, yeah. wasn't she, recently? Yeah. That TV series. Yeah. Anyway, the point I'm making, this is the worst film review ever, isn't it? Uh, the point <laughs> I'm making, guys, is if you watched Run, Fat Boy, Run when it came out and thought it was a bit crap because you weren't a runner at the time, um, go and watch it now. Jack's just told me it's directed by David Schwimmer. Um, so, yeah, go and watch it. It's great. Mm. 
Well, well worth a watch. I'm, I'm I've never watched tonight, I mean, fair. See what, oh. see, what, see what it fares. See what it fares. See what it stacks up. How many curly whirlies out of five you give it? <laughs> Is that how we rate things nowadays? Yeah. How many curly whirlies? The curly, the curly whirly scale. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Love it. Love good. It. Well, we've got loads to get to today, haven't we, mate? Yes. Uh, so rather than taking up any more time, let's get over and have a chat with Rich Hayes. Yeah. So Rich, incredible story overcome loads of adversity, like you said, at the top of the hour. Um, got bit, been through an awful lot in his life, hasn't he, mate? And I think the money he's raised for charity, the things he's accomplished in running is a very, very big testament to himself. And he's he's a he's a really honest, really down-to-earth chap. And, yeah, one I'm, one I'm thinking people are really going to enjoy. Nice one. Yeah, let's get over to him. Now then, fartleckers, it's that time of the week again for you guys to sit back, relax, and be inspired. Not by me, of course, because I'm thoroughly mediocre, but by my guest today, uh, a fellow Sheffieldian, I think that's what we can call each other, maybe, yeah, uh, the awesome Rich Hayes. Rich, how are you doing today, mate? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Good, it's the weekend, isn't it? And I've finished work, so Christmas is looming. Can't complain, can you? Yep. Uh, brilliant. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today, man. Uh, really, really excited to tell your story because from reading your bio at the start, it's an incredible one full of twists and turns. Uh, but we start these things all the time in the same place. So do you mind telling us a little bit about how you first got into running? Yep, I will do. Right. So I've been running now since 2012. Um, before that, I was not a runner, never ran at school never did anything whatsoever and basically the year before i was sat at christmas my three-year-old daughter goes oh daddy you're like santa you've got his belly that was just like wow all right i want to do something about it just after christmas 2012 i'm like right i'm going to weigh myself and i was 22 stone i thought nah something's got to be done and basically since i left the navy my weight had ballooned up and i needed to do something about it so i got a personal trainer, and between April and August of 2012, I lost four stone just by doing PTs week in, week out, and I needed something to carry on the weight loss journey. So somebody said, well, why don't you do the Great Yorkshire Run 10K, which was the September. So that became my first target. I did my first 10K at that race. I did it in 57.54, which... It was brilliant at the time. My target was sub-60. I thought, right, brilliant. And it was like somebody just flipped a switch. I'm like, right. I want, I love this. The endorphins were going through me. I'm like, oh, oh, we need to do more. need to do more. Literally, went home, signed up for my next race, and it 10, 10, 10. Two weeks later, went fast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's like a drug I didn't need. need no, I needed. I'm like, brilliant. Obviously, at the time, I still needed to start losing weight, but it kind of just naturally started to drop off as I obviously got more and more running, started to take it a bit more serious. I did the Percy Pud that December, which again, and I managed to get it down to like 50 minutes at the time. So I'm like, oh, I'm, this is easy. This, I'm getting faster and faster. <laughs> Knowing nothing at all about running at all. I'm like, oh yeah, I can go and get, keep getting faster and faster and faster. And I thought, I know, I'm going to do a charity challenge. So the charity challenge I decided for 2013 would be 13 10Ks in 2013 and obviously do two in an extra month. And obviously then I thought, I know, I'll have to PB each one just to make it hard. 
bear in mind, I know nothing about foot running. I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'll, I could PB it all. I'm like, oh my word, what have I done here? <laughs> but I've, but I needed to still focus on losing that weight, so I carried on being conscious about what I ate. I, to put it into perspective for gents, I was in a size 44 jeans. Wow. Yeah, and I'm now a size 28. So and it's like over the my weight continued for that. It was kind of I started running it just slowly, like ch- chucking bits off and bits off. And I used to weigh myself every Friday and slowly pounds each week. And what you do be like sometimes you stagnate for a bit because when you're big, it's easy to lose the first bit. It's when it starts to slow down, you've lost your, your most chunk of fat and it's that last few pounds you're wanting to lose. That's when you've got to be really disciplined. And eventually I got it down to just under 12 stone. So I'd lost 10 stone and basically I lost my weights, yeah. my wife's weight as well. So I went from 22 stone, lost a big bulk at start and then everything else was just slow, chipping away, chipping away and chipping away. But then I got to the point where I became too obsessed with my weight and I would like weigh myself daily. And I went the opposite way by like 2017, I was like, I was underweight wow. and, it, and it started to affect me running because I'd had no energy. And I'd have read a book about running for weight loss and it kind of it tipped the scales the wrong way for me and where I became unhealthy. So I dropped down to 11 stone. It was too light for me. I didn't know energy. So then I, I spoke to a nutritionist and I found that balance. So I put a bit more weight back on, but it was healthy weight. And people need to understand sometimes it's not just about the fact it's about being healthy as well. It, it's an interesting one, a really interesting one, and it's incredible that you've pretty much halved your weight. Um, I also find it really interesting that you're talking about that that tipping point and the fact that as runners, we, you know, we, we can become quite obsessed, can't we, by achieving something. We're driven by targets in the running community, and that idea that you know what, it can go too far. It can it yeah. can become but become too much. I don't think it's one thing. I think it's not talked about enough because I do think it is something what does happen, and it happens more than people I care to admit. And once, obviously, I'll go back to it in a minute, but when I got to the point where I was getting competitive and I was getting good enough to start winning races, I became so focused on being the best I can be. I, will, I weren't thinking about what, how it were affecting my health. And, me, and mentally, it's like my wife would see that I was so... It, I weren't enjoying my running. I, because I was so obsessed with being the best I could be... Mm the running became more of a, a chore because I had to get better, I had to do this. And it's it's like, I think what's happened to me in recent years kind of helped me sort out my priorities. And now running has got taken the part where it's more, I enjoy it again now. And this year, especially this year with what's happened, I've really like, especially the social aspect of it, it's like I run out with, with some ladies I know locally and it's that them runs I enjoy just as much as doing my speed sessions and it's, it's getting a different that balance and getting that different type of what I like out of running yeah 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 brilliant message straight off the bat and yeah there is a dark side to oh yeah to running, definitely um I really really you did mention about the um about the stuff that's happened in recent years and I want to get onto that uh, as soon as possible but before we do te- you, you mentioned a little bit earlier on about the charity stuff so yeah. do you want to tell me about your involvement in charity work because it's yes. it's astounding frankly yeah it's um it was nothing planned um well it was just something i, I literally 
my wife says, if I go in a shower, I come out with ideas. So when I come out have a shower, I come out with ideas. So I went to the shower and I came up with that, the 2013 challenge. And I also wanted to give back to the NSPCC, which were the charity I chose. So without creating um, a tidal wave of tears with uh, your, view, uh, your listenership, because basically I spent 16 years as a child being physically and verbally abused. And as a bloke, it's not something it's talked about enough. And there's a stigma attached to if you're a man, you're hard, you don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it doesn't happen to men. Well, unfortunately, yes, it does. And I've got scars. I've got years of mental and physical injuries I'll never get over and this stuff I've blocked out. But I always wanted to give back to that charity because if it weren't for that charity, I wouldn't be here today. And that's why I decided to do this charity. At the time, even my wife didn't know my full story. So the first challenge, like I said, were I did 13 10Ks in, in 2013. So it was one 10K a month with an extra one. So I started, the first one got called off because it's snow. So then I found one at last minute because I had to do one in each calendar month. So it, just to make it hard, I couldn't afford to go out, push it back. So I'm like, oh, this is getting hard. I need to do something. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. So I joined my first running club at the time, which were Sheffield Running Club. By the end of the year, the last race was the Percy Pud. So a year later, I managed to finish in 41 minutes. Which so I managed to PB each one, managed to get the extra one in, even though I had an extra, I did the 9k as well. Um, and I finished with a Percy Pud. Um, that challenge raised just over two thousand pounds. And I thought, I'm not finished yet, I hadn't told my story yet, I told bits, but not enough. So I decided to do another challenge 2014. I know, let's go a bit harder, let's do 13 half marathons, <laughs> just a bit harder. Just a, yeah, bit just a bit harder. <laughs> yeah, but instead of doing it 13 half marathons in a year, I did it in 13 months, keeping the tw- 13 in 13 challenge. So the half marathons were, I found I found the half marathons are because I've never been one to enjoy the longer runs. I always found out I got bored on long runs. So to do half marathons, it would it, it would be a bigger challenge. I would do it. I did the Great Northwest in February, and then a week later. I did the Bath half marathon. So I went from Blackpool down to Bath. Um, then the Sheffield half marathon got cancelled that year, didn't I was, it? I was, I was going to say, were, were you there? Did you did you run it? Because I, I, I ran it. it. I run it. But when we I, we set off, we didn't even know it was cancelled. We just, we just because yeah, where I yeah. were, we just followed people in front. So we, we set off. I'm running a pecky run. Everything. It's cancelled. But there were more water on that run yeah. than on a normal race. Because yeah. I'm like, but... um. It's, so it's, 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 a, it's a good story, to be fair, oh. isn't it? In case anybody doesn't know not to hijack, in 2014, Sheffield Half Marathon was cancelled, wasn't it? But they didn't yeah. tell us, so we all stood in a pen for probably an hour and a half yeah. with, the guy, with, with the guy from the chase at the front looking really confused, waiting to start it. And yeah. um, eventually, they just let us run. But what they decided, it was because they didn't get water. Somehow, this massive race organiser couldn't get water on the event, so they couldn't legally run it. But they just let us go and run it anyway. But I tell you what, I've never been more proud to live in Sheffield. In my life. The amount, yeah. the amount of people, because it got to I, you, you get to the, the, the football stadium in Ecclesall Road, which is about four and a half, five miles in, and that's the point when everyone started realizing, you know what, 
this isn't right. This isn't a proper run because there's no water stations. Yeah. And the amount of people that I saw coming out of Spa, coming out of Tesco, just ordinary people yeah. with crates of water or people coming out of their houses in the terraces on Ecclesworth Road. Pipes. With those pipes spraying people. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's savouring that water rather than that awful thing you see throwing the plastic bottles away. You'd get one, you'd have a swig, you'd turn around, you'd wait for someone, you'd hand it to them, they'd hand it back. The community spirit of that race yeah. was phenomenal, wasn't it? Can you imagine that in the, 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 these days, um, running and passing bottles on to other people with COVID? So I don't I mean, I've been kissing. <laughs> no, it wouldn't happen, would it? It would not uh, happen. Swig. Hey, do you want to swig? Yeah, having it back and just spitting it all. <laughs> it, it was one of those, it's, I was there moments. And I think yeah. it's, anybody who were there, it's like, yeah, I remember that. Because um, I got re- um, interviewed for BBC Radio Sheffield afterwards for that because they knew it was for me challenge. But Palmer with me, it didn't count. Because even though they put on, they did put up, for those who obviously use it, it went on power 10, but it was, it was a C6 cancelled. Right. So Plymouth Off Marathon organisers heard about it and said, oh, come and do Plymouth. Yeah. So we drove all the way to Plymouth. I did the Plymouth Off Marathon, which is a very hilly half marathon. And you have to actually finish up onto the horse. I don't know if you know Plymouth. It's like a big hilly bit right at the coastline. And it's like, it's almost vertical and you have to, you run down it to start with, but knowing that mile 13, you've got to run up it to get to the finish line, which is literally you go over the top and it's just there. Oh yeah, it's incredible. So I did that. So again, so this, for the second year running, I had to do an extra race to get the races in. Mm. Um, and I know some, I did the Great Yarmouth Half Marathon. That was in the middle of a hurricane. Wow. Yeah. Um, bear in mind, at that time, I had a really long Mohican. <laughs> but my Mohican became synonymous with me. Everybody knew I had a massive Mohican. They called me Mohican runner. Because I thought it was way of getting identified, standing out from the crown because I'm doing a charity challenge. Um, so, grew the hair. Every so often, I shave it off. Come back, grow it off, shave it off. Um, but, obviously, we, the hair was like this. It was a bit... Um, Spiked up. Yeah, um, and we held hairspray because it went windy, but it was blowing sideways. I was running like this, <laughs> head to one side like this. I woke up next day, and I'm not joking, I had the stiffest neck possible. It was like a sail in my hair. Then I'd finished this challenge with the Brass Monkey Half Marathon in York. Yeah. My favourite half marathon. Absolutely freezing. And there's a part where you go into halfway around, it's like you go into this like narrow farm road. I don't know if you've ever done it, but that gets really now. It hadn't been gritted. And all, all these runners, obviously, were all like running off, 80-minute 80, 80 running, and all that Bambi on ice. It, it was so funny. It's like you you, you just you had no grip at all. I managed to finish that race. I managed to get a PB. And Big the main difference. thing for that was that year, I spoke to a caseworker at NSPCC, and he decided, and that's when I told my story. So for Christmas 2014, the... You asked me to say, can I tell them stories? So I, I sat in a room and I, I literally opened up. For the first time ever, I told them what happened as a child, what I'd been through with the abuse, how my first ever Christmas present was a Lego pirate set. And it's where it was one of the years I spent in hospital, in children's hospital, and it was one of the nurses knew I'd been no presents, nobody had come to see me or anything. So she bought me, a, she was working that day, and she brought a, bought, bought a present and brought it in onto the ward, and that's the only present I'd ever had as a child. And 
to this day, it still resonates with me. And they said, well, can we use your story for, for our Christmas campaign? I'm like, yeah, uh, because I'm still like unsure. And, and then talking to them more, I'm like, do you know what? If I can get my story out and I can get other people not to go through what I've been through, then yeah. can. So they decided to protect me at the time because there were still some legal issues we had to go through to make sure the person who had done it were prosecuted because I decided to go down that route. They kept me, they gave me the alias of Craig. So they said, this season, this year we're going to use Craig's story. So that year, it was my story, but under the alias of Craig. Now, because it's all in the past, I'm allowed to say, look, it was my story. Mm. Um, but so they used my story for the, the Childline campaign, Christmas 2014, and it went massive. Yeah. The story's still on um, Daily Mail, so I can always send you the link. So if you want to have yeah. it in your notes, yeah, ever, we'll, we'll share it. Read the story. Um, but it it was massive, and through that campaign, we raised over one point three million. Wow, wow! Just from that, just from that, because people read my story, and the amount of comments were like, "Wow, can't believe this guy like literally went through it." So they had a video, they had an actor with tattoos, kind of portray me and tell me story like as a video kind of. So that went on YouTube. That went massive. The stories were in press, on TV adverts, in the mailing department. And then, obviously, I was still fundraising at the time, but we were allowed to link it in and say, look, this is my story for those who's following my challenge. For public, it's Craig, but for me, it's me. And then I finished my challenge, and then I got presented with a certificate at Old Owens Inn in Bradford, Bradfield site. And... Yeah, it'll, um, overall, it would way over 1.3 million. Wow. wow. I'm like, wow. Mind boggling. Yeah. yeah. It's, it weren't something I ever set out to do. And it weren't, it were like, it were, it were, it were amazing to do. I'm like, and you know, I felt like I'd, I, I could, uh, achieved something amazing. I came out of that and I kind of had my breakthrough year in 2015. I started to get quicker i'd done some of nsbcc i want to do something for children's hospital bear in mind i spent a lot of time in and out of that with injuries so i decided to race the original challenge were to race every week for a year um it turned into being a six month challenge but i raced 33 times in 23 weeks but to make things harder i also decided to do another thing where i run in wf face paint so old wrestlers from 80s and 90s Right then, Matt, we're going to take a little bit of a break from Mr. Hayes. Uh, amazing story so far, talking about his charity work, wasn't it? Um, it is, yeah. Got loads more to talk about. But before we do, we've got a competition winner to announce. We yeah, have, yes. Uh, the hats that we're trying to uh, sell, not sell, but raise money for, for Austin. Uh, yeah, we've got a competition winner to announce for that and a few good uh, dad stories to uh, to tell as well. Yeah, definitely. So just for context, guys, if you don't know, been living under a rock, not following us on social media. Uh, Austin is raising money for St. Barnabas Hospice. Um, he's been selling his uh, This Dad Can Run hats. They're amazing. Um, through his own Instagram page, uh, raising some much needed funds in this COVID era and was kind enough to gift us one of them um, to share with you guys, to do a competition to nominate a great dad. Um, we've got some stories to tell, and then we're going to announce a winner. And we've got the man himself to do it with us. How are we doing, Austin? I'm very well, thanks. Good to uh, good to chat to you again, chaps. And yes. uh, I want to start by saying that massive thanks for all the uh, publicity 
it's been uh, yeah it's been great it's been really um humbling to have all of the the support to, for this this charity effort because i know it's i know it's difficult times for everyone so it's it's uh i'm i'm i'm, I'm extra grateful yeah no don't be that I'm always happy to help and it's great to have you back on um so what we're going to do first is we've got some great stories that people have told from um uh for, on the instagram account uh about amazing dads in their life yeah. so we're going to go around we're going to read some of them each we want to tell you stories and then we're going to announce a winner sound good chaps yes great Can right. I, i'll get started so uh, not bad for a fat dad um nominated two people so james axford 33 he said he doesn't run but he's the best dad i could have asked for top top dad good man he also nominated slim with tom he said he's a top dad his little lad's smile tells you everything you need to know. What a man. So big shout out to Not Bad For Fat Dad and to James uh, Axford 33 and Slim with Tom. Matt, have you got a couple for us? Yeah, we've got uh, season one guest, Run, Line and Run. Uh, at Speedy Yal one you deserve this dad. My number one running sidekick and inspiration. Uh, great, great stuff there. Uh, and then we've also got uh, our very own Jack Penfold. He's tagged his dad in it. At Glenn.Penfold. My dad introduced me to the world of running. He's been there through the good and bad times of life and has also been a shoulder to cry on or a friend to laugh with. Without him, I wouldn't be half the man I am today for that. I owe you everything. Lovely. Beautiful. Love, Beautiful. Love to wear him, don't you? A friend, good friend of the show now, Glenn Penfold, of course. Big shout out to you. Austin, you got a couple for us, dude? Yeah, I do. So starting with a nomination from Neil, uh, Marshall mainly running. Uh, it says, My dad at the ledge 51 is a brilliant dad always there at the end of runs to support with that and everything else i've ever done also knows everything you ever need to know especially about music i'll waive my competition entry and donate now at, uh, at this dad can run great cause so yeah, uh, yeah thank you great support there and then i've got another nomination here from rebecca green 91 um i would like to nominate my husband at robert green 444 uh, he is an amazing dad that gets our boys outside, whether it be playing football, bike rides, etc. He does so much for other people and charities too. All round amazing person. Brilliant. More great ones. Yeah, uh, uh, I've got another one. I've got, uh, it is uh, Fat Lad to Running Dad. Why do you lads all think you're fat? I think, <laughs> I think, I th I think you're all beautiful. Uh, my dad, 100%. He is such a role model. Today we go and say goodbye to his partner of 20 years after a short battle with MS. He taught me respect, how to become a gentleman, and even more importantly, how to become a fantastic dad. He's not on Instagram, uh, and he's not the most techie lol. Um, I'll message this dad can run to purchase one for myself. Great cause and great product that I'll be proud to wear. I got a little bit choked up saying that. Fair play yeah. to you, brother. Great one. Uh, Matt, have you got another one for us? Yeah, it's uh, my namesake, uh, MBT dot underscore run. So Matt Taylor, he's put um, at PTaylor101PT. My dad, Paul. My best friend and my running partner. Ever since we've started running together, we have made so many memories. From running our local race to finishing the Great North Run together, having raised money for charity. Memories I'll never forget and a hobby we both love and have a passion for. So another another good story there. Great stuff. Brilliant. And I'm losing track of where I am because there's so many good stories that get me really emotional. So I'm really sorry, Austin, I'm stealing your thunder. I can't remember if I gave you this one to do or about, but I'm just going to do it. Uh, so Slim with Tom, sharing the love back. So not bad for a fat dad. Look no further than not bad for a fat dad. This guy is a natural. Takes everything seemingly in his stride, like all the greats do, and an amazing dad to his superstar of a son. What a bunch of legends. Uh, thank you so much for entering. But we have one more. We have a winner to announce. 
Austin, do you want to tell us who the winner is and read their story? I would absolutely love to. This is from Keeping the Pace. She says, uh, at 70, Neil P got me into running and has always been there to help me along the way through the good and the bad. So uh, our winner is at 70, Neil P. Well done. Uh, Brilliant. So Ellie and Neil, superstars. And just just to clarify, guys, it wasn't that we thought it was a better story or a worse story. We did pick the winner at random. I probably should have explained that at the start. But thank (laughs) you so much to everybody for entering. Great fun. Austin, dude, always a pleasure to see you. Thanks for coming on, man. Um, Good luck with the rest of the fundraising. Everybody else, uh, if you do want to go over and get yourself a This Dad Can Run hat, still available, aren't they, Austin? Yeah, we're uh, stocks are running down, but uh, there's still about twenty left. So uh, yeah, you get a limited edition. Uh, uh, well, and uh, the the funds are so gratefully received by St Barnabas. So yeah, yeah thank you. Well, let's let's see if we can't get those twenty all taken by what the fartlek listeners. Please don't let me down, fartleckers. Great hats, great cause, great guy. Yeah, th- things that have happened, because I was, I was going to say it's probably a good segue to talk about, because the last thing that I did kind of want to get into with you was was about the last couple of years, because you've had quite a lot of adversity, haven't you, in the last couple yeah. of years? That um, it was like I say, it was going, going good, 2017 was, it was a really good year, but then 2018, I went ice skating with family, then we went to Old Owens Inn at Bradfield, which we used to like to go for Sunday, uh, Sunday dinner or whatever, and we sat there, and my daughter, obviously... Everything what's happened to it's thanks to Molly. Sat there in front of us, nine years old, has a stroke. Oh, now, nice. as a parent, the worst thing you can ever do is see your child become ill. When she goes from, she was doing athletics, she was doing gymnastics, and she literally just had a stroke in front of us. I'm like, what the? And it was like, and the problem is, we were told it doesn't happen to kids. Kids don't have stroke. And it took 18 months in and out of hospitals for people to actually realise, yes, you had had a stroke. And for the for best part of 2018, she was in and out. She kept having mini strokes. Her heart rate at one point went up. Um, ready for this? 220. Uh, it was shot up. It was 226 beats per minute. Right? And they had to give them this drug called oh, adenosine. Right, and basically, the drugs they give her, they, it literally stopped her heart. Right. To, to reset it. And literally, she laid on this on bed and literally life just drains out of her. Oh, and it comes back and it's like, and we're fighting. And they kept saying, oh, it's in her head. It's in her head. So they kept going down neurology decided part. And I'm like, it's not a head. There's nothing wrong with it mentally. She, she's she, she like selling at schools and everything like that. It's something under else. And we pushed and pushed and pushed. And we finally said, look, can we go and see a specialist at Leeds? Could they cardiologist specialist for kids? And we got to see um, a doctor called Dr. Ayers. But bear in mind, this happened. Base, but do you know what Beast from East hit? When we yes. had that bad beer. I was basically having to run from Stocksbridge to Children's Hospital because there were no thing. So I was like running nine miles, get quicker than trying to get public transport to see my daughter. Mm. And a few times I ran there and then got snowed in. Well, that happened like beginning of 2018. It were 18 months later, in the middle of 2019, May 2019, we finally got diagnosed that she was born with a syndrome called Wolf Parkinson White, which wow. basically you're born with a natural pacemaker, which sends which sends electrical signals around your heart, tells it what to do. Molly was born with a second one, and what was the problem where the signals were getting 
cross-wired and one would tell it one to do and that would cause it that basically caused everything what was underlined so they went right we need to operate oh yeah what's this operation and basically it's called an ablation what so they go in with these rods up her arteries in her legs and her arms and they literally burn off the extra electrodes right. so this were november 2019 so she, so she had this had this up at leeds and it were four and a half hours, the longest four and a half That's hours of life. Um, and while they were in there, they also fixed, they found that she also had um, heart valve failure as well, which was, had gone undiagnosed. So they fixed that and everything went, it was obviously four and a half hours, but bearing out because, because it was key, I said she was released same day. Wow. Major heart surgery. She was home same day. But it, it fixed it fixed it and she she's done all right since but problem is now uh, she can't regulate temperatures so if she goes really cold and because of covid all schools have to keep all the windows and doors open so she she if she goes really cold uh, her blood pressure drops that much she passes out right gets too hot she blacks out and she basically her heart's way of resetting itself and going again so she has to live with this now and hopefully she'll grow out it but we don't know it's something we've had to learn to live with but to see your healthy daughter go through all that in an 18 month period it was it was awful um no, 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 no nothing you want to see as a parent is no, it it's I was just like, no money took a kind of took a back seat. i did i was doing bits and but I, I we had periods where she was all right so i did a bit of racing i won stuff and it but it but i weren't enjoying me running and it was kind of and that's when i, I that's when i took the breaking back into 2018 Said, look, I'm not racing again for the rest of the year. Focused on my daughter. And then I started racing beginning of last year. I had a really good period where I got that got that PB and I won, I think, four races. And then I went and went and injured myself. Biggest injury. I've never had injuries. I've been real okay. Managed to step. But this one, fought it with my knee. It turned out I'd literally tore one of my your quads. Your quad muscle split into four. The inner part, I literally tore it completely. Right. I, I could not, but you go to doctors, oh, stop running. And it's like, I had to go private to kind of get it diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And because I, I went to Barnes Hospital, oh, you've you got a meniscus tear. So I was basically out from June last year, right through to January this year. I could, I could just not bend my leg. I'd lost all strength in my knee because there were no muscle above it working. So that kind of killed last year, <coughs> excuse me, and then started building back up, going down to Hillsborough Park Run, and I, I started building it back up slowly, and I, I started doing all right, and then I did um, a five-mile run on Monday morning. I did nine miles the day before on Sunday and five miles. So bear in mind, going from so I was doing like 80 mile a week, which were normal for me. To, so these runs were massive. I'm like, and I went to trial afterwards and I'm wearing a red t-shirt now. I had a, I, I went for a week and my week was the same colour as that. Oh, I'm like, hmm, that's not right. Shouted my wife. I went, Sarah, come and look at this. She went, what's that? I went, what you, what you caught? I went, that's no, that's me urine. Booked an appointment to go see doctor, took it down, and doctor goes, what's that? I went, that's me wee. She went, give over, I don't believe you. I need you to go and do another one, to, because she didn't believe it, that was me urine. 
So she made me go and do a new, and it was still the same. She said, right, we need to go and get you turned down to neurology department at Hallamisher. All right. I'm thinking, oh, it could, because there's um, ultra runners get it where you can dehydrate that much, the lining your kidneys come away and it causes bleeding. So I thought I'd had that. Mm-hmm. So I, I weren't kind of thinking about it could be anything else. So I did all these tests and she's like, uh, and this was down at Hallamshire. So I had camera up into bladder, which for any men, anything going up that is the most painful. It's like something sticking a hot rod up there. Um, up back passage, I had a job lot down there. Um, I had a CT scan. And I got diagnosed with prostate cancer at 38. Oh, yeah. The, uh, I'm like, come again. Uh, he's like, yeah, you've got prost- you've got type 2 prostate cancer. I'm like, fuck. Excuse my French. I'm That's like, all right. No, no. Wow. Deserve it, fuck, I think. Yeah, I'm like, she went, yeah, because you're caught it because you're such a runner, you're a runner, you kind of know your body. And you're like, yeah, because it's the biggest killer of men. But it's the most undiagnosed because there's no screening. I'm like, and most men who get it usually get it at type three or type four, where it's spread outside the prostate, and that's what causes the death. But it's one of the biggest killers of men. I'm like, you're joking. She went. The good news is, if we can call it good news, we've caught it at the part where you should be all right. You could go years. Yeah, uh, she went like trying to emphasize years, and it might not do anything. You just sit there and go hi. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing for me over the past few months is the only is I'm like a pregnant woman. Now anybody who's been pregnant knows the babies lay on your bladder at night and you need a wee all the time. So mm-hmm. joint down fine. Come at night, I'm up four, five, six times a night because I need because my bladder goes to the size of a thimble because my prostate's pushed on it. So I'm like, oh great. So I'll give the options of radiotherapy, I will give him options of the operation. Hormone replacement therapy, which if I had that, my running days were over because you'd, it, I've I've talked to people and it's like I'm still young enough to go. You know what? I still I still got want that quality of life. If I have hormone replacement, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, at the time that would be three options. I said, well, if I need to, when it when time comes, I'll have the surgery. Mm-hmm. So I, that will hang on me. And then obviously COVID hit, and it will kind of ah. So everything's been like, I'm having to go down. I've, so I have me blood test every six weeks, biopsy every 12 weeks, just to make sure nothing were untowards and nothing were changing. So as soon as all changes, we act. So it will kind of, Lisa, at least that's all right. Um, and keeping with the prostate, I, were, I was back Friday. And since beginning of the year, in Sheffield, you now have the another one, what's um, ultrasound therapy, a high intensive focus beam. So the, it's basically this, it's a thing what goes up your back passage while you're asleep and they send ultra waves and it breaks down the cancer. But you only can have it if you're in early stages <clears throat> or if your cancer has come back. So you have to have a, so I'm, I kind of tick the box. So the good news is I'm having that beginning of next year and they went if everything goes well i could be cancer free wow. in 12 months Fingers crossed, if it man. goes well so yeah but to go from i could be living with this for the next 20 30 years with surgery hanging over to, to knowing i could be cancer free in a year 
obviously it's there's gonna be a lot of treatment i'm gonna be up and down like a yo-yo next year it's kind of woohoo Mm, definitely, mate. And, 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 and it's it, the marvels of, of science, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Something you can come in and, and potentially make such a difference to your life. So I imagine that there's a big question mark in terms of the first most important thing is how that that surge, how that, sorry, that, that process goes, that treatment goes with the ultrasound and that's happening early next year. But all going well and, and, and good news and, and, and all the stuff that we're hoping for and, and, and praying will happen. If that goes well, what does 2021 look like for you from a running perspective? Well, just to put a back span in the works, everything was going all right. Obviously, I carried on running. I got I took a coach on properly for the first time. I ran a 17-14 August. Bank holiday Monday of August. I'd right. heart attack. Oh, mate. Just, it's like bingo, innit? <laughs> yeah. Roller coaster. Yay. Oh, so, yeah. So, bear in mind, I was sat in the passenger seat going to Lincoln Castle, doing just drinking a coffee. Mm. Nothing underwards. And, yeah, I had a full-blown heart attack. Oh, mate. Now, this all stems back from when I was a, a big lad. And, basically, the doctor, the cons- uh, cardiologist basically said, he had a, 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 a wad, a fat, a, a, like a piece of fat floating around your system. It's been going around for years. And you, you've probably never noticed, but every so often you're probably going, <gasps> like your heart's missed a beat. And it's basically the fat going through your, catching your valve and stuff. This one time, this lump of fat's going into my heart, bang. It's hit the valve, blocked. But because my heart was so big because of being fit, obviously you're a runner or an athlete or cyclist, whatever you are, you get... A bigger heart it's like any muscle your heart gets bigger it gets stronger and because my heart was so strong the valve kind of pushed its the fat back out and it as it pushed out it's broken it down to where to part way it's small enough then to be reabsorbed into my body however that caused an heart attack now if i was a no if i'd been the fat lad back in 2012 it would have killed me if but instead, it's left residual scarring, which now I need to have fixed with, believe it or not, the same surgery as my daughter. All right, okay. To... Slightly poetic, that, Rich, I think. So I've got to have an ablation procedure. Again, it's it's Kiel surgery again, but it's going to be a six-week recovery period where they're going to go in, remove the scarring because it's causing ectopic heartbeats at the moment. So I'm like, it's kind of, I can go, duh, 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 and every so often I go, duh, 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 duh. Yeah, yeah. so when I'm running, my heart's fine. When I'm at rest, I get every so often go, yeah. and the problem were, because my valve did, pushed it out, as it's pushed it out, it's damaged the thing. So my heart, my valve is opening too fast and it's dumping blood too quick. So every so often I go, whoa. Mm-hmm. So, so on top of the cancer issue, I've had to kind of recover from the heart attack. So just just, yeah. just, yeah, just well, throw it in there. Next, yeah. <laughs> next. Um, so that's been like back. So there were no running in September. A slow run to work in October, and I'm kind of slowly it, everything's on done heart rate, making sure my heart's fine. Everything goes for my cardio, and it's again me running kind of being my therapy to get over what's happened. I'm like so. 
Yeah, and you def- and, and one thing that you said that was interesting was that it, and, and you alluded to it early, but it makes a lot more sense after the the explanation of what's happened recently as well. Is that your priorities change a little bit, don't yeah. you? It shifts from being all about fast times and races, and it becomes more more about the social side and more about just running running for running for your, for your headspace as much as anything, isn't it? It is. It's for me. It's like run, especially with obviously lockdowns and stuff, and when my job it, as it is, I've been home based, so it's kind of been. It's it's the my being and my outlet, and it's like I've always all way through life because everything is like we other start with stuff. It's like I I went navy when I was younger, and that got ended because a drunk driver hit me at eighty mile an hour and kind of smashed off of my body up. So I've got metal. I ended up with metal plates and all sorts. So that kid. So I've always had like I've had set major setbacks, and instead of letting it defeat me, I've used it as a Right, okay, that's something else to be defeated, something else to defeat, defeat. And it's like, my, my life's been like this. Yeah. And it's like, if you, somebody said to me, if you did a Hollywood blockbuster in your life, people would say it was too far fetched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah it, it is. It, it, it's an awful lot to have dealt with, mate. And for, for bloody play to you, for, for still being smiling and, st- and still being ticking along. Um, uh, a couple of things that I wanted to shout out. Uh, Again, thank you as well for talking so honestly and candidly about your experiences when you were younger. Very, very important for people listening. I think that if you have experienced anything like that when you were younger or you know of anything like that that's happening, that charities like the NSPCC are incredibly important to reach yeah. out to. Um, Sheffield Children's Hospital as well, we need to shout out to. Absolutely incredible charity. I've raised money for them in the past as well. They are unbelievable in terms of what they do. Um, when you compare the, the the lack of funding that they get compared to somewhere like um, Great Ormond Street. Yes. Um, they, 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 they absolutely are well worth a donation if possible as well. Um, were, were there any other um, kind of charities that you've been working with or any other um, things that you wanted to call out that you wanted to, to direct people towards before um, we wrap up? I think for men, I think you need to, you know, that stigma need to look. If something's not right, get it checked. Whether it's like I know Renu, he's, he had testicular cancer and it's like, get stuff checked guys you know what i mean it's like you, it, there's no there's no this oh my man I, i've got to hide my emotions i've got to hide if something's not right get it get it looked at ways yeah. if it's if it's if you need to talk to somebody about something what's going on talk to people so because yeah. the worst thing is you're not alone and it's like if some if something don't is not right especially this day and age there's people there now there's yeah. a there's a network to get help Back in eighties, for me, do nothing when I was a child. So it's like no matter if it was like for me, child abuse. Now you there's now now you, there's a way of getting it fixed. Prostate cancer, it's more forefront and it's more like get it checked. Um, anything, do you know what I mean? It's like don't be afraid. You it does not make you any less of a man if there's something wrong with you, yeah. be it physically or mentally. 100% what a good, a good message to finish on I think Rich so um, if anybody yeah. wants to find out more about you or chat to you your Instagram is Rich Hayes Runner that's right isn't it yeah. and you've also got your own website which is richhayesrunner.co.uk yeah yeah, yeah. all the same yeah, it's, yeah. Lovely. So, yeah um, and, then, and I'm quite happy if anybody wants to reach out and wants to know more or ask me if, you know what I mean share talk to me I'm one of those I'm, I'm more than happy to talk to anybody yeah, thanks. Thanks, Rich. And, and, and thank you for your time today. Rich Hayes in the house. What do you reckon? Yeah, all done and dusted, mate. He's, he's come through a lot, hasn't he? And uh, raised an absolute mega amount of money for uh, 
for charity. So yeah, well done to him, top guy. Yeah, love the um, you know I I love the message of that particularly. Yeah, the the fact that he's been through a lot, and you could yeah. you could take each thing in isolation that he's overcome is incredible, and it is all incredible. But what I liked is that he really threaded through that chat that message of you need to talk to people. Mm. If some, particularly if you're a man, don't just think yeah. that you've just got to be quiet and you've got to soldier through it on your own. Yeah. Talk about it, whether it is. Um, uh, child abuse, whether it is cancer, whether it is your children having something horrible and awful happening to them, whether it is your weight, whatever yeah. it might be, and gosh, when you list it, he's been through so much, hasn't he? But he has, yeah. ever it is the importance is talk, talk, talk. Yeah. And don't be afraid to talk and reach out exactly. to those great charities like NSPCC, for example. Yeah, that, yeah, that we've, we've we've said that before, haven't we? On previous episodes to. Uh, just get in touch with them, them charities, and hopefully they can help you. And like I said, just just talk about it. Yeah. Best thing to do. Yeah. Best thing to do. For sure. Yeah. For so. sure. Another thing, and, another story I liked about it is the the, the Sheffield Marathon that you spoke about when half it got cancelled. Yeah, so the half marathon when it got cancelled and the the camaraderie of everybody coming out and with water and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that was that was quite a fun one. Uh, mm. yeah. I, I was busy doing the uh, the Blackpool Marathon on that day. <laughs> Wait! Oh, is that yeah. that awful one you did? Yeah, I think I spoke about it on the previous podcast, I know, but yeah, it's, it's just up and down the sea from for six miles, up one side, down, although up one side, down, oh, and then it, it's a half marathon as well, so it's it's kind of demoralising when all them half, marathon, half marathoners finish. So yeah, you've, you've got to do another lap. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good old Blackpool. I, I, I tell you what, though, what I didn't say because I didn't want to hijack Rich's, uh, Rich's chat, but that was my infamous did not finish race, Sheffield Half. Ah. That, that, that was the one, you remember, I've told you before, haven't I, where I got to 11 miles in. Yeah. And you can kind of, at the end of it, you can kind of, when you come out of town in Sheffield, you can see what was Don Valley Bowl. Yeah. And about the 10, 10 and a half mile point, and basically you do a big loop around it to get back. You do. Um, I, I, I could see Don Valley Bowl. I looked at my watch. I wasn't going to hit a PB. I wasn't enjoying myself. And I just thought, nah. <laughs> <laughs> And I literally just walked off the course down a side street and walked back to Sammy. I was like, okay, <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you have got a medal or anything like that either? Were all that being took off, it took off as well? No, no, everyone got medals. Oh, I but you took. Because I did. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that, that's where me and you differ. If I'd have run ten miles, I'd have run an extra three just to get that medal. <laughs> just, I was hearing people, you know, like chuntering a, yeah. around me about. I, I I used to run with music, so I didn't really, I was, I didn't really know what was going on. Me, to be honest. But mm. then about ten miles, I started hearing people kind of saying, "This race isn't going to count. It was cancelled. We're not meant to be running this," which is bonkers when you think about it there was like mm. thousands of people who just they just went oh go on then just yeah, run you've got no yeah. water but just run it won't count but run um yeah but i got to 10 miles and i heard these blokes next to me being like this ain't gonna count and i was like oh it didn't count i'm not bloody running <laughs> i'm off done <laughs> screw this i'm out of here <laughs> oh dear brilliant anyway there we go that was that was the old rob that was the old rob the new rob's not a quitter um <laughs> let's, let's move on Yes, shall we? Hit us with a soundbite, Matthew. Ready? The Make Matt Run Challenge! Most Matt wins. <laughs> so you are kicking my ass, buddy. I am. I am, yes. Up to yet. Fingers crossed we do it this week. Did you just say up to yet? Up to yet. Yeah, it's, it's a 
Up to now? Up to yet? Up to no? Not not words. <laughs> well, they are words, but not a sentence. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so up to yet? You're you battery. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, it's a Yorkshire term. That up to yet? It's definitely a word. It's definitely a phrase. <laughs> yes, I am battery. Yorkshireans, tell us yeah. in the comments. Is it? <laughs> Is it Matt being thick or is it a sentence? Uh, you're doing really well, mate, aren't you? Team Matt yeah. are delivering. Smashing it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Team Rob, though, we've rallied. You have. We had the video come back. I know, yes. I'm, I'm not even saying anything about that video. I've got nothing to say. Apart from well done. Well done. <laughs> and Donna's dead. And Donna's dead, mate. <laughs> She really went to Like, Donna loves a prank, doesn't she? Oh, the worst bit about it was the Isaac in that United shirt, that Sheffield United shirt. I, I, oh, I literally paused the video, looked at Donna, and she, the eyes that she was giving me and the eyes that I was giving her, I could have murdered her, honest to God. <laughs> hey, she just sent me that. I didn't ask for it. Like, like... I was, she was like, and it wasn't like there was nothing. We didn't need it. There was, it was fine. No. Everyone had these nice ideas. Everyone was putting stuff together, and I just get this ping on my phone at like middle of the night, and it's just this picture of your eyes looking at Sheffield United top, and I was like, oh, oh wow. <laughs> your, your reaction afterwards, I think that that's, that made the video actually. He was like, mate, last note to do with me. <laughs> she loves it, mate. She loves a prank. Um. But yeah, I think we've had some the challenges. Yeah. We'll talk more about the, the mile high challenges. We've set a total of fifteen PBs. I love that. Fifteen PBs across the two teams this week. How good's that? Yeah, also people getting out there and doing it. Uh, brilliant. I didn't even attempt it, so well done to them. Well done to them. Uh so but I'm confident, mate. My guy my guy's really stepped it up. Really stepped it up. So fingers crossed. And you got a PB as well, didn't you? I did. I did. I ran a six sixteen mile. Was well done, mate. So well done. I did. Brilliant. I did. Um, so yeah. Shall we uh, get over to Statman John then? Shall we? Let's let's go and find out what happened this week. Yeah, some say he ran to marathon with Philippides, and that even though he can't swim, he invented the breaststroke. All we know is he's called Statman John. You're a stat man, skip it, it, you no 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 do you know that song, Statman John? Oh, I actually don't, and I was just dancing, but no one can see me. <laughs> you should check it out. Scatman by Scatman John. It's got a similar name to you. Oh yeah. Little copy right there, I'm sure. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, how's Sorry. your week in Statman John? I'll be honest, lads, it's uh, it's not been a very good week. Oh, no, what's happened? I lost one of the ants. <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I laughed, I'm sorry. What, did, did it die or did you just lose it? We had formed a really close bond and I thought, <laughs> I'm going to let him out so he can follow me round. <laughs> now I've lost him. <laughs> what, was his, what, was, what was his name, Statman Joe? Sorry, I'm tearing up. Um, his name was Harold. Harold the Ant. Mm. Did you not think to put him on a lead or anything when you when you brought him out, Statman John? No, I, I trusted him. I trusted him that he'd follow me, but no, he's gone. <laughs> I'm sorry. We we shouldn't laugh. How how are the how are the other fifteen taking it? 
It's tough, but we're getting there day by day. We're talking about it, and uh, we'll... that's, that's yeah, that's a good thing. You need to talk about things, don't you, Stanman John? Get it yeah. off your chest. We'll be all right. We'll be all right, lads. Thanks. Are you, are you thinking of getting another ant in to replace Harold, or to keep the keep the community whole? Uh, one of them brought that up, but I don't know yet. I'm not there. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't I, replace him. No. No. Bond like no other. Yeah. yeah huh. Well, rest in peace, Harold. Mm. But we don't even know if he's dead. Actually, do we? He might just be. Might just be living living it living it up. I'm holding on to a bit of hope that he will come back. But I'll keep you updated. Don't worry, lads. Okay. Nice one. Nice one. Uh, do you want to give us an update on what's happened this week in the wonderful world of Make Matt Run, Statman John? Yes. Shall I? I'm going to do the who's been in my mind this week first, if that's all right. It is absolutely yeah. fine, yeah. <laughs> so, Rob, uh, two of yours for me was Taylor Blackman. Yeah. She smashed a mile PB and uh, Sam GB. She did too. No, uh, Sa- Sa- Sam Sam GB is a boy. Stop my jump. Sorry, sorry, lads. I don't know what happened then. Oh, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done, guys. Well done, Team Robbians. Yeah, uh, well Rob done, Heads. guys. Uh, what about Team Matt? Stop my John. Who's been on your Rob, mind? Rob, Rob, Rob Nubs. Rob Nubs. Matt even makes sense. Two of yours might have been on my mind quite a lot. Uh, ultra runner JH nice. and uh, run Fat Dad Run. Well done, guys. Um, yeah, um, you've made it. You've been um, in <laughs> Stan John's John. mind. Any They're reason through the tough week. <laughs> well done, everyone. Congratulations for being on 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 my mind this week, which. Apparently is now a segment. Um, John, uh, can you tell us what the scores on the doors are for week two? Week two, week three, week two. Week two, yeah. week two please. That's the one, yeah. Um, so what we had was, Rob, you came in at a total of... And I'll tell you what, lads, I'm not going to do the points anymore because it's a lot of numbers. Okay. What? So... Okay. <laughs> you came in, Rob, at one... Nine nine two. Yeah. 0.75. I have to, oh, sorry. I have to give I you the I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. One nine nine two point seven five. Right, okay, good. That's more than last week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, more than last week. So remember that. Matt, you came in at one eight nine eight point seven five. Green! Back in the game. Ah. Oh, I've been trying to be humble for so <laughs> But yes, Team Rob, get it! All right, then calm down, Rob. Calm down. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's trying to run round. He's trying to run round the room with his shirt over his head, but he couldn't quite get his shirt over his head. <laughs> and now he has. I'm going to try and get a picture of that then. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't quite get it in my head, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I try. Get, I try. I try get a picture of that, but <laughs> you're too, too feel, quick for me. I feel a bit dizzy. Sorry, <laughs> right. uh, Jack's, Jack's got oh, a screenshot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get in. I what? knew. I knew those mile PVs were going to come in useful, but also <clears throat> massive. Well done. But I'm. I'm. Oh, I'm out of breath. That. That running around in a circle for five seconds has really put me about a little bit. Um, you didn't have your watch on, did you? You didn't have your watch going, did you? I've logged that, mate. That's 0.2. <laughs> 0.02 right there. 
That's how you win week two. <laughs> Booyah. Thanks, that yeah. my job. Uh, well done, well done, Rob. Really happy with that. So, do you want the total? Yes, please. Yeah. So, Rob, you are at three seven nine four point one eight. Mm-hmm. Matt, you are three nine two two point nine four. Still up there, mate. Nice. You've got a lot of catching up to go. Yeah, a lot of catching up to do. What's that about? One twenty, stat man, John. About one one thirty. One two eight point seven six. That's the difference. We're closing it, or you're closing it, not we. <laughs> <laughs> not that you're biased, that man, John. <laughs> not at all. Not Amazing. At all. Amazing, right. Big week, team, Rob. Well done, team, Matt, as well. That's another consistent big mileage week, but I'm absolutely made up with my guys. Everybody, yeah. Really, really brought it this week. So, well done, everyone. Uh, Right, Statman John, we'll let you get back to Morning Harold. Is Lou about? Uh, Yeah, I'll just go and get her for you. See you later, lads. Bye, Statman John. Lou! Lou! Hello! Hello, mate. How are you? Good, thank you. Are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you, because I don't know if you heard, but Team Rob, back in it. Oh, amazing, well done. He's, he's bragging, he's bragging. Smug face. Uh, <laughs> does that do total? I, I bet that brings that total in close, doesn't it? 120-odd miles in it now, 130-odd miles in it, yep. yep nice, yep. well done. Good one. Uh, Lou, can you tell us a little bit about uh, last week's Golden Baton, guys, who it's going to be this week, and then a little bit about our challenge? for this week yes so last week we had rosie hate soup and kenny 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 uh they actually together done 200 miles i think they leveled each other out nice Mm, 100 each um this week rob you've got ap howling and matt Mm -hmm. you've got that gal runs that girl will run she has she's already been running today i know smashing it Mm. She's on it for you, Matthew. Watch yeah. your back, Rob. Watch, watch your back, my, Rob. Watch my back. I think I'm, I'm confident, mate. I'm confident. Andy, AP Howling, he's a big mileage guy. He loves it. And I know, happen to know he's incredibly competitive. So <laughs> I think he'll just be out running through the night, bless him, just to get those miles in. Um, <laughs> lovely. So tell us about challenges then, Lou. What We've finished mile high. And we're right in the thick of the week three challenge, which is, tell us a bit about that one. So that's fancy dress. You head out in fancy dress, you get an extra five miles. Um, Best dressed, you're each going to pick your favourite at the end of the week. They'll go head to head on a poll and the winner will get their team 50, which is half, almost half of the difference. So I would be dressed up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to say it this time because sure, I think I said it last week. Get dressed up for me, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. Well, you just said it, didn't you, you creep? <laughs> you, you've got a lovely superwoman outfit that you could wear, Rob. Maybe I'll do it. I've, I've already told my guys if they if they if if they come up big with their fancy dresses. By the time this goes out, I'll probably have already run in my Supergirl outfit. <laughs> in fact, I might hold off. I might do it on Thursday so that it comes out in line with this. <laughs> do it. I like it. Uh, um, so brilliant. And then, so what's coming up from Saturday onwards, Lou? Week three. It is quite a good little crafty week, I have to be honest. We've got Strava Art Week. Oh, retro. Ooh, uh, yes, it is retro for those that listen to Series One. 
So Strava art, if you do some art on your Strava and post it WTF Strava art hashtag, you will get 10 extra miles on top of what you've run. Wow, sweet. Plus a cheeky little bonus. If you copy one of the Strava arts from series one, you get an extra five miles. So 15. Nice. I love it. it. And we're not going to tell you what you can do to get the extra five miles. So you've got to go back and listen to the episodes and boost (laughs) our figures. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, don't do what what, uh, Jack did, though. You've got to try and beat what Jack's done. Yeah, a crayon. No, you can say it because a crayon isn't one of the options. That's not what he was supposed to oh, draw. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, right, great Strava. We love it. So that's from Saturday, isn't it, Lou? Yes, from Saturday. Yeah. So still mm-hmm. time for people today and tomorrow, if you're listening on launch day, to get your fancy dressing, um, and then Saturday. And to be fair, if you if if you're working late hours on Saturday, you're only day off, and you can only squeeze a a fancy dress for on Saturday, we'll we'll let you squeeze that in as well, won't we? Yeah, go on. Go on then. Go on. You're then. Being a bit lenient, you with these. Uh, have you got people on your team that are planning to go out on Saturday for a fancy dress? Eh? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the fun, isn't it? All part of the fun. Right, lovely stuff. So, Lou, thank you so much for being such a good sport as always. Say hi to the gang for us. Uh, keep Statman John on a short leash, and we'll see you next week. Perhaps see you next week. Nice to see you. Bye. Bye. It's getting closer now, isn't it, mate? I know. Yes. Well done. Well done. Thanks. Well done. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was. I was a little. I wasn't particularly humble then, was I? After making a video about the importance <laughs> of being humble last week, um, it's, it's easy to be humble when you're losing, isn't it? Uh, or is it when you're winning? Oh, never mind. Anyway, uh, I was just very happy for my guys, to be honest, because yeah. it's not. It's not easy. Look, your guys have been so good, haven't they? Yeah, like, for the so couple good. of weeks. Yeah, mm. super I think the TB thing helped, didn't it? But it's definitely because, yeah. I think you have more, a couple more guys doing PBs, didn't you, than, than we did? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I did a little bit. And, and we had a couple of the newbies, I think, that have done really well. But not to take away from anyone in my team, I think they've all been amazing. They, they've stepped up. I think the Donna's Mile stuff for your Donna when she got injured, everyone's yeah. done more than they were going. Yeah, that camaraderie, yeah, it's definitely yeah. brought people together. Yeah, yeah it's 100%. great. Speaks. Go on, sorry. Um, as much as I hated the video, I, I did actually like what what you what you've done. Everybody getting together and do, doing stuff for the podcast and stuff like that. It's been awesome. Apart from the bloody United shirt, yeah, which is fair. Which is fair. Lesson learned. But to be to be honest, mate, same with your video. I loved that last week and yeah, loved loved it, loved it, loved it. It's yeah. great don't seeing worry. people. And don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. We're coming back. Don't worry. Back strong. Yeah, I'm sure. We we we've got comebacks to your comebacks plan. So don't you worry, my <laughs> friend. Uh, right. Uh, have you got a good news story for me today, Matthew? <laughs> Where did Sorry. that come from? Well, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, so we do have a good news story. It's not actually a good news story from this week. It's from Matthew Pullen's interview last week. I did chat with Matthew Pullen last week. Uh, we put out the uh, the post of Be More Matthew, the hashtag for people to use. And we've just got a, a few bits of feedback from people to... Uh, to, to give out to to Matthew for what they, what they've uh, said that their be more Matthew is. So uh, first of all, I've got Haley runs here, uh, and she's put. I listened to the W2F podcast this week, and the main thing to come from it was the amazing story of running through cancer. I can't control what is happening, 
but I can control to be more Matthew and do things that makes me smile, like walk four nine four point nine nine miles just to unsettle people slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one. Uh, we had we also had Glenn uh, Penfold, so Jackie Boy's dad, who uh, listened to the podcast. I think for the first time, Jack wasn't it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first time listening to it. And he put, with Matthew's story fresh in my mind, I headed off with Milo, the dog, to our happy place for our Friday walk. Milo was just happy finding the biggest sticks, running the mud and swooning the mirror in the river. It was such a lovely walk. We added an extra mile. Hashtag be more Matthew. Cheers. Yeah, uh, Pop a pen fold. Great stuff. Uh, the next one is uh, Lindsay the Bold. Sorry, Linz the Bold. Uh, latest WTF podcast was fabulous as ever. Uh, running through cancer, what an inspiring young man. Keep doing what you love. Yeah, and uh, Dirt Monkey 73 a good friend of the show. I've been feeling a bit down recently of all the COVID crap, but listening to this inspirational fella has made me realise how lucky I am and that I should enjoy my squelchy walks in nature because you don't know what tomorrow may bring. I wish you all the luck in the world, Matthew. So, guys, listen. Matthew Pullen, you are always our hero of the week. Everybody who took time to be more Matthew this week as well, please keep doing it. But you are all our heroes of the week. We salute you. Salute you, sir. Uh, right, Matt. A uh, couple of thank yous before we get out of here. Who do we want to thank? Who have we got to thank? We've got to thank quite a few people again. Joe for collating all the uh, miles again, as usual. Yeah, tough, Pullen. Tough jog. Pulling 70 hour weeks unpaid, isn't she, Joe? Yeah, yeah. not even one curly whirly, bless her. Not even one curly whirly. Now then, Mardi Bum. Ah, now then, I was going to say, if you don't follow her on Instagram, everyone follows bloody Joe on Instagram, don't they? But uh, yeah, give her a follow. She deserves some love. Uh, thank don't, you, Joe. Don't forget the underscore after the Mardi Bum bit as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, because otherwise you end up following some random person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've tagged that random person so many times on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, so yes thank you Joe Uh, thank you to uh, Graham Lindley for our amazing theme music which has been used so many times now on our videos as well so super talented incredible chap always helping out so thanks Graham we love you man yeah also Louise coming in and doing uh, everything that Louise is doing uh, and Statman John Uh, not that anything of that is related in any way shape or form it was Uh, thanks thanks to Louise full stop thanks Statman John and Troy McHughes Full yeah. stop. And Tony Hannah Montana. No, thanks. Good sport. At Sweatmunch. Uh, yes. Follow her on Instagram. Uh, we need to thank our guest for this week, which is uh, Rich Hayes. At yeah. Rich Hayes Runner, I think he is. We're putting it in the bio. Anyway, yes. I'm pretty sure it's Rich Hayes Runner. Um, incredible story. Go give him a follow. Great guy. If you do want to talk to anybody, he said at the end, you'll come and talk to me. He's a great, um, big advocate for, you know, getting out, talking about things that are going wrong. He's going through a lot of the minute, so send him some love. Yeah. Uh, this dad runs as well for coming in and uh, telling us the uh, dad, dad stories. Well done to Austin, him. Thank you. Thank Austin, you. Old, yeah. old friend of the show, sir. Thank you very much for getting involved. And please do go yeah. over and buy yourself a bobble hat. They are the tits. Yeah. Uh, thank, thanks to our amazing production team as well, the rest of the guys that make the show possible. Big, big thank you to you. Um, who have we got on next week, Matt? We have on next week. I'll just get my notes up because I've totally forgot. <laughs> Cheers for that, buddy. Uh, next week we have. Uh, We've got Ellis on, haven't we? I did write it down in here, so I got a clue where it's gone. <laughs> You're losing track of your weeks, aren't you, mate? I yes. Have, yeah. We've Ellis got Ellis is, uh... on. Uh, Ellis is uh, just—he's just released a book. He he's has. a very keen runner. Done a lot of really cool stuff at a very young age. Um, 
on, on the verge of going off on an adventure to Tokyo. He speaks Japanese, I which know, is pretty yeah. awesome. Wow. I saw a video on Instagram chatting to someone in Japanese. I was like, I am very impressed by this young man. Uh, great chat, very lighthearted, a little bit different to some of the ones that we've done recently. Mm -hmm. So uh, really hope you enjoy it. Uh, we're looking forward to chatting to Ellis. I think that's us done, isn't it, my, it is. It is. my fine four-foot friend? It is. I think that is us done. Shall we uh, bid you adieu? So if you want to give me a follow, I'm at Little Runner Boy Rob. And I am Matty Owls, at Matty Owls. Jackie. And I'm not drunk this week, and I'm also Jack Pamphlet. <laughs> on Instagram. Jack, Jack's had his wrist slap uh, for his behaviour last week. He's very sorry. Um, he'll be issuing a public apology on the social medias uh, soon. Do give us a follow, guys. Interact with us. Tell us what you thought about the show. We love hearing from you. We love the comments. We love the shares. Even if you've got constructive feedback, tell us. Let us know who you think would be a good guest, what you think would make the show better. Do I just need to talk less? We know that's true. But until then, enjoy your runs. Be good to each other. Stay safe through lockdown. Who loves you, baby? Auf Wiedersehen.